Thank you for listening to the 2x4 Student Podcast, the podcast to students, by students, for students. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the 2x4 Student Podcast. I am Jerry Varner, your host, and I have across from across the table from me one of my faves, Cassie is here and she's been on the podcast before right cassie so how how many this is number what for you it's probably three or four okay all right you're getting you're getting up there to pro pro level like veterans like veteran um um guest host status so i'm glad you're here thank you so much so um this is episode 19 we're almost to the big 2-0 episode 19 of the two by four student podcast. Technically there are way more than 20. Um, and I've said this before there, there are episodes that are, that are floating in the cyber beyond somewhere. And I don't know where they are, but anyway, for those of you who are keeping count, this is episode 19 and this is the two by four student podcast, the podcast to two students by students and four students. So Cassie is here with me and, um, we're going to, we're going to talk about a couple different things. First of all, we were just chatting before we, uh, before we started hitting record. And, uh, she mentioned a devotion book that she is reading. And I had asked her if she would be willing to just share any kind of tidbit, uh, that kind of stuck in your brain that you can share with us. And maybe we will, we'll kind of roll that down the hill and, um, and see what we can see what we can talk about, about that. Okay, so basically this devotion, it's called Live by Sadie Robertson, and she's just a wonderful Christian speaker, and she does wonderful sermons, and you can listen to her on some website. She is, she's <laughs> strong, yeah. Yeah, she's everywhere, And but she wrote in her book that there was one time she was telling this story to a bunch of ladies at this prison, and they were just, like, so moved, and they were, like, amazed. But it was about these two daughters who were wonderful daughters, but their dad wanted to do something for them. And so they gave them some of their money, some of his money. Mm-hmm. But one of them was like, okay, I'm just going to save it wisely, and I'm going to use it on certain things, and I'm going to be very safe with it so that I don't waste it right away. While the other daughter left the house, she spent all her money partying, doing all this crazy stuff, and just wasting her money, and then she eventually got to the point where she couldn't do anything, and she quoted in the book that all she could do was breathe. She didn't have any money to eat any food, to go anywhere, to do anything, and she just felt hopeless, and she was like, the only thing I can do is breathe, or else I'm not met on this earth. My family doesn't accept me. They won't accept me. And so she was so down in the, so down in the dumps, and the only thing that she felt that she had to do was go to her dad and ask for work for him to get some type of money. And she wasn't sure if, she, if he was going to accept her, but she did it anyways, and... She was like, I don't want his love, I don't deserve the love, but I will take the work. And so she stopped by this coffee shop, I forgot what she was trying to do, but um, she stopped by this coffee shop, and um, and she, I think she just like, liked the view from the coffee shop, but she stopped there on her way to her dad's house, and her dad was there at the coffee shop, 
and she was super confused, and she was like, Dad, like, what are you doing here? And he was like, I've been coming here every day since the day you left. And she was like, wow. And he started, like, bawling his eyes out, and he called up his wife, and he was like, he was, like, so amazed. She's like, wow, she's here, she's here. Prepare, like, her favorite dinner. Prepare everything for her because she is here. She's finally home. And the daughter was, like, super confused because she didn't understand, like, why would he accept me and love me after everything I did? And she was super confused. And then he just, like, opened up his arms to her and was like, here, come give me a hug. And he had, like, the brightest smile on his face. And, yeah. That definitely sounds familiar. That sounds like a very familiar uh, story. Uh, so Sadie, uh, basically like echoing the story and, and uh, taking a little bit of, uh, I don't know what the right word is, creative creative license, I guess. A modern twist. Right, yeah, a modern <laughs> twist. To, that's a good way to put it. A modern twist to the, to the story of the prodigal son, which... Probably like a lot of people, and maybe even a lot of uh, a lot of Christ followers. One of my favorite stories that Jesus tells in the in the Gospels. So very powerful. Um, I have spoken on that passage um, many many times, and I always it's always refreshing. It's always such a powerful reminder of uh, of God's love. So so what was your takeaway from 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 Sadie's version of the story? Um, I guess that their your parents' love will always be there, no matter what you do. But it's not just your parents, it's God. Mm-hmm. Because he will love you if you commit all these sins. Whatever you do, he will still love you, and he'll always be there for you. With his arms open, ready for you to come home. And he's there waiting for you. And he might be mad at you for doing something but he'll always love you and he'll just always be there and you could always go to him and even if you feel like you don't feel accepted he's always there and he will accept you no matter what Mm -hmm. so good and i am uh i'm a dad to four human beings and i've told them all um on multiple occasions that there's just nothing they can do to uh to to touch the love that I have for them. It doesn't matter what they do. And, and I don't know, I think just for you as a, as a student, um, you really have, I think you really have to be a parent to really fully appreciate the love of a parent. Um, and I know your parents, I know, um, uh, I know them pretty well. And I can, I can definitely say there's just nothing that Cassie can do. That's going to, that's going to change, uh, that their, their love for you. And I've said that to, to my own kids, and it's just such a powerful truth. And I know that not all parents, actually no parents are perfect as a dad. I'll just, I'll just be very honest. Like there are a lot of, a lot of, uh, I've spent a lot of time thinking about how I, how I didn't do it right on how, how I didn't really, um, do as, as good as I could. And so I, I look back over the kind of the, my, over my shoulder with, with a bit of a critical eye, I suppose, just as a dad. And I think that's just, that's probably all parents everywhere. You know, I should have done that. I should have taken more time. I should have um, I should have had that conversation at that point. Um, maybe I wouldn't be where I am now, that kind of a thing. Um, but regardless to say the story that Sadie was telling and certainly the story that Jesus is telling is all about the, um, the unshakable love of the father for, 
for his son, for his children. And, uh, man, that's just a powerful thing. It's a really good thing to wake up every day with, just to be reminded of there's nothing I can do today that's going to shake God's love for me. So really, really um, powerful stuff. So um, so what else? Was there anything else that, um, that you can share with us that you that you took away from from that story um i mean i just thought the ladies that she was speaking to telling the story to were very moved and i believe that they felt something inside of them that they realized there's someone in this world that still loves me mm-hmm. and there's people all the security guards mm-hmm. in this jail they're probably like all mad and stuff yeah. and they're just doing their job but there's someone out there that actually loves me right. no matter what crime i committed but there's someone out there that still yeah. loves me yeah and it's an it's an interesting thing and this is kind of i guess a little parenthetical this is a little bit of an aside but since she's talking to women who um you said they're in like a like a prison or mm-hmm. something prison yeah. system i I don't have like the concrete numbers or the or the statistics, but but I learned a long time ago, and, and I hope I don't offend offend anybody with this. But there is so often a direct correlation between the absence of the father in a home and um, the the you know imprisonment and crime rate and and things like that. So um, this is, I guess, you know, also an appeal to dads to really step into your role because it's such an incredible, a critically important role. So when that father love is absent from a home, from a human home, the ripple effects of that can be really devastating. So whether, whether the dad is physically absent and just not there in the, in the family unit at all, or whether the dad is only physically there, but not really emotionally there or spiritually leading or, you know, along those lines. So it's a good encouragement uh, to all of our dads, and you have a great dad, by the way. I think he, I think he's a okay. Um, but uh, but anyway, okay. So awesome. And another thing that I really love, Cassie, is um, just the fact that you're taking initiative and taking ownership of your own growth journey too. Like your own faith journey is really powerful. And I love when parents of young kids kind of help help them establish that habit of just getting into devotions and getting into the Word. And having their own like personal prayer life, I love that. But then there's a there's a point. Can you can you tell us what grade you're in? I'm in eighth grade, okay. about to be a freshman. Yeah, so that's awesome. So you are in what I consider, and I've been doing this for a while. You're in what I consider like neck deep waters of when young people who have grown up in a faith community and in a spiritual community need to transfer ownership from their parents' deal to making it their own deal. Like this is this is my walk with Christ. It's not it's not something that my parents are 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 shoving on me or or or, or spoon-feeding me or anything like like this is a decision that that I make. And in in 8th grade, I think it's in and especially the early high school years, I think it's critical time to go through that process of questioning and kicking the tires and really just kind of probing. I I use the the um, analogy of like a like a laboratory. I think a laboratory is where we test hypothesis and where we put things to the test. 
where we take things apart to see how they work, to see that they work, to see why they work. All of those things are really important. And I, and I think faith is not exempt from that. I think you have to, you have to go through a journey of your own to say, not just what your, what your parents have told you is true, but why is that true? Um, and there's no, like, I don't have any fear, like, oh no, what if Cassie like asks the wrong question or doesn't come to a conclusion or, you know, whatever. Like, I don't have, I don't need to help faith at all. I don't need to help Jesus at all as he like calls Cassie to himself. So I don't have any worry about that. I think the laboratory, faith laboratory is an incredibly powerful, wonderful place that every young person needs to, needs to spend a lot of time in. So um, all that to say, Cassie, I'm really glad that you take it upon yourself to, you know, read devotions, to get into God's word, um, to spend time talking with him. So it's awesome. As a youth pastor, it's like, that's it right there. Like, that's literally what I'm here for. And I've said this before in previous episodes, but I don't, I don't think I'm doing, I'm doing, a th- I don't think things are going well when there's like a big crowd that shows up to an event. I think things are going well when I can have conversations like this and I can find out there's a young person, and I know you're not the only one, but there's a young person who is actually living their faith, like they're drawing close, close to Jesus on their very own. And he's transforming them from the inside out. That's going to influence their friendships, their decisions and all of that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I myself love getting closer to the Lord. And when I feel like I'm ready, then I will help other people. Mm-hmm. Like I will be there for people who want to increase their journey with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I just love watching those people just like be so happy with the Lord mm-hmm. and just like be in awe of him. Mm-hmm. And so that's one reason why I would love to be a youth pastor mm-hmm. when I get older. Cause I just like watching these people just like fall in love with this person who yeah. is just amazing yeah. and can conquer all things. And I just think that think it's so cool. Right. Yeah. It is uh, absolutely, it's absolutely a calling and I don't have any question that God is in that in your life. Um, but I love, I'm, I'm biased, right? <laughs> like I'm already a student ministry pastor. I've been, I've been doing this for a quarter century and I put it that way cause it makes it sound even more impressive and really, and really old, which I kind of am. Um, but I, I can't imagine, you know, doing anything else. Like I just love, I love the front row seat into young people's lives that I get, you know, watching them, fall in love with Christ and, and impact their world. So it, to me, that's where it's at. So you're just hearing you say those words is a huge blessing, uh, to me. So, um, okay. So related to that, I want to talk about, I want to talk about, um, uh, influences. Um, I want to talk about how we can leverage technology, um, cause we live in a highly technological world. And uh, I actually just before you before you walked in, I don't know if you if you've heard of Clubhouse. Have you heard of Clubhouse? No, okay, I so there's a new app called Clubhouse, and it's an invite only app. It, there's no posting. There's no like, you know, there's no pictures. There's no updates or anything like that. It's here's the analogy that I use, and I in fact just another youth pastor um, just sent me a direct message, and, and he's like, 
uh, I'm late to the party. What is Clubhouse? And so here's the analogy that I use. Okay, so imagine you 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 go into Starbucks and uh, you go in, and while you're standing in line, there's a table of people and they're talking about a particular topic. And then the next table of people, there's they're talking about another topic, and the whole place is full of different tables and different groups of people talking about different topics. You can walk around and just eavesdrop in any topic or any conversation that they're having. And if you want to, you can also sit down at that table and you can join in the conversation. It's all audio. It's basically like a, a, a conference call, all like a phone conference call for whoever wants to be a part of the conversation. So you create a room and usually you name the room, like this is the topic that we're talking about. And um, if you're invited to be a part of this app, then you can, you know, you can... Um, um, join in. You can just kind of like shop the rooms, I guess, and, and join in. You have to be invited up on stage to be able to, you know, participate in the conversation. You can't just barge in and start talking. So, and I love the, the, I love that it's invite only. And I love that there are parameters to it. I love that it's not, you know, not yet, at least still really new, not full of trolls. Um, but how do we leverage technology? Cause there's this constantly, uh, churning out, you know, new ways for us to leverage it. How do we leverage technology? And I'm asking you because you are on social media and I, I think I follow you everywhere you are, unless there's some like some Finsta or some kind of like account spam accounts that you have that I don't know about, um, which is okay. I don't, and I don't need to know. Um, but I think I follow you everywhere and it seems like you're really good. Like you seem to be intentional about using your, your, um, I guess, I don't know, footprint online to kind of leave a message. So I guess the question for you and for, you know, anybody else who, who has thought about this is like, what's the per what, what purpose do you have when you, when you get onto a social media platform, if you could define that, what would be, what would you say is this is the reason I'm here or this is what I'm trying to accomplish? Well, I post things like Instagram, for example, I will post to encourage people and just to make people happy. And I will put out goals for myself that some people have the same goal but don't want to say it. Mm -hmm. And they they want to have the comfort to know that someone else is feeling that way. Yeah. And they have that peaceful feeling that they're like, okay, it's not just me. But um, I really like to encourage people and just like be there for people and like posting someone else's picture on like on my story or something that's my way of making them feel good mm -hmm. and i want them to know that they're beautiful yeah. or they're good looking and they're just all around wonderful yeah and i just want to encourage people and just tell them they're a good person and wonderful yeah, yeah. it's really good i can probably count on one hand just off the top of my head, the the number of people that I see on social media that seem to have that as their mindset, like they seem to actually have thought through what they're posting and why they're posting it. Um, you are probably the youngest person that I could come up with on that list of people that seem to have like actually an intentionality and a purpose behind, you know, what they're posting. And that's, that's, I hope I'm not coming off like negative. Like that's not a slam on anybody else. I just really love to see when something, they're not just like shooting off at the mouth. They're not just like, you know, pointlessly posting, you know, things or memes or I don't know, whatever. Um, but there's actually like a 
like a purpose behind it. Like it's actually been thought out. Um, and I think a great question for all of us, myself included, to ask as we climb onto social media every day is to is to ask like what is the purpose in what I'm posting? And I think if you you can you should define for yourself what you want to be about, whatever that is, and live by that. Like actually have integrity to say if you're if I'm my social media footprint is for um, encouragement, it's for um, um, making myself available to other people to connect with. If it's for humor, what whatever it is, and there's probably you know hundred different things that you could put in that blank, but decide what your purpose is, and then be true to those purposes, those few purposes that you have. Yeah, I mean when I. I'm on TikTok, and so I dance, and mm-hmm. I'm crazy when yeah. I'm dan- when I'm I've dancing. Seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, pretty- I'm on TikTok too. I do not dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty out there when I dance. But I guess I'm when people meet me, they're like, "Oh my gosh, she's exactly who she is when she's dancing." Because mm-hmm. on my TikTok, I'm outgoing, I'm crazy, I'm insane, and when you really get to know me, I'm all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I guess like what I'm saying is that show like who you really are get out there be yourself don't let any people like put you down or anything just be your own type of person i mean i have friends out there who are probably judging me but i'm like i'm being myself and i've always been taught to be myself so that's what i'm doing yeah yeah that's good that's really good um okay as we kind of like um at least start a little bit of, of wrapping up can you can you share with us, just in your opinion, what are some of the positives of social media that you see? Because it, it, sometimes, sometimes us old people, we just like we just like talk about the negatives, like oh, it's crazy kids and their TikTok videos, it's so stupid, pointless, whatever. So, what do you see as some of the positive? Not just as, of TikTok, of course, but just in general, what are some of the positives that come out of social media? Yeah, um, I only have like two or three social media apps, but for Instagram, I I think it's that people, like I said earlier, are encouraging people and making positive posts. And, like, there's – I follow so many positivity accounts that mm-hmm. are, like, you matter, you are beautiful, you are wonderful, mm-hmm. you are needed, and all this. And I feel like those can save some people. Mm-hmm. And they are, like, really helping people. And then I follow some Christian accounts who are just, like, showing God's love mm-hmm. and posting videos of – miracles happening from yeah. from the lord and people are like wow that is crazy like that can actually happen like mm-hmm. i want to know how this finds out like how this happens i yeah. want to find out like the, behind the like behind the yeah. scenes and yeah. like find out everything and that i feel like that's a good positive case and then on tiktok people are posting all these videos of like during quarantine especially these people, these families can't see each other. And so Mm -hmm. they're posting all these happy videos of people like seeing each other and hugging for the first time after being in their homes for like four Mm. months. And then military homecomings are just amazing. And you just like, it's amazing to see the joy on people's faces when they see each other after maybe like a week or something or even like three years. But it's just so happy and it can bring a smile to their face and to your face. And I believe, like, if you make it happy, if you make your posts and your videos happy, 
then it can make other people happy. Yeah, I'm telling you, those those like military parent coming home surprise videos. Oh my gosh, Every, I can't even I can't even watch it. Like I if I have if I know that that's the direction that video is going, I can't. I just can't do it. It's and so the puppies. it's too much. It's the puppies are okay. I can deal with the puppies. <laughs> it's like the parent that surprises the kid, and they're at school in some kind of like big auditorium or some kind of pep rally or it's classroom, and the parent shows up. And they got and their the uniform, kids. and the kids just like just like buries their head in their in the chest of the mom or the dad. And uh, the kid doesn't even care time. what other people think of him right, because right. he's just like this tiny kid, right. or it could be a high schooler. Yeah, and they have this big smile on their face. They're crying. They're yeah, screaming. I can't do it. I can't. And they're running, and then the whole place cheers for them. I know. Uh, and they're all happy. too much. It's hits me. In, hits me in the heart every single time. Every time. Well, good, good. Well, there, there really are there are positives, and I think social media is just like, it's just like anything. And not to be a cliche, you know, it's like a gun. You can use it in the right way, and you can use it in the wrong way. Uh, and I think that we're. I've also learned um, a long time ago that um, you see what you're looking for, generally speaking. Um, and we, when you look for positivity, when you look for the beauty, um, you'll find it. And unfortunately, a lot of times. We just kind of sit back, a lot of us, and we just let we let life happen to us. And, and in 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 a way, we let social media posts just kind of happen to us, you know. And, and and it's easy from that point to just go into like this, you know, old man on the porch, like get off my lawn, you crazy kids. And it's easy to kind of get negative or just I don't know, get like a crusty curmudgeon or you know, grumpy or whatever, but there really is beauty. There really are wonderful things. Um, there, there are people like yourself who actually have a purpose and a point in what they're posting. So I want to thank you for being here, Cassie. Thanks for jumping in, uh, and, uh, being in our episode this week, episode 19 now in the books. All right. Speaking of positivity and encouragement, you got any final words, any, any closing remarks for, for the people? Um, well, I've always liked this quote, but it's, um, I'm trying to remember it. <laughs> let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. Nice. Good. That's good advice. Good advice. Well, well we will all take that with us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Cassie, thanks again for uh, joining us, and we're excited to catch you next time. The next time will be episode 20, the big 2-0. We're almost legal, almost to 21. So, very exciting. Thanks, y'all. Hope you have a great, great week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 2x4 Student Podcast. The podcast. Two students, by students, for students.